You are Locked On Indians, your daily Cleveland Indians podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Indians. I'm your host, Jeff Ellis of 24-7 Sports. We're going to do a bit of news. We're going to talk about the draft again because it's coming up again. And we're going to talk about some of Rob Manford's statements. Um, let's start off with the news that uh, Noah Sindengarden is going to require Tommy John surgery. Um, obviously, that is huge because he was potentially one of the biggest name pitchers on the trading block. He was nearing the point where you know there's uh, not a lot of years of team control left for him, and he was, if you believe the talk, someone who was at least shopped at last year's deadline. Um, the Mets did have a lot of um, pitching depth, and they went out and added some players uh, in free agency, so they're not. I mean, it hurts. <laughs> losing Syndergaard hurts. There's no other way to put it other than it hurts. I mean, you're losing a, a a big, strong left-hander who... But let's also look at the numbers, okay? So finished fourth in the Rookie of the Year, uh, 3.25 FIP that year. Uh, 2016 is only All-Star appearance at 2.29 uh, FIP. He was uh, eighth in the Cy Young, 20th in the MVP, just 30 innings the next year, 154 innings in 2018, and then last year, 197 innings. He has never had a 200-inning season. In terms of war, he is uh, a 2.4, a 5, a 0.5, a 4.1, a 2.6. This would have been his age 27 season. Um, yes, when he is on, he's a very good pitcher, but I don't know if he's one of the top 10 in the league. Does anyone really feel 100% comfortable putting that assertion on him? Um, again, it, it's the lack of innings. He has, you know, magnificent stuff, but his strikeout rate the last two years has been lower. Uh, always had a really good walk rate. The home run rate has gone up and down. Last year it was higher. Uh, obviously, you feel good if he is at the front of your rotation. And I think there isn't a team in the land that wouldn't be happy to uh, have him, yeah, he is. Uh, he's going to be a free agent after next season, so this kills the Mets um, because he's not going to come back till you know this time next year. He gets healthy, and then he's just a rental. So it's I mean, that, that's a massive loss for the Mets. Um, he would have been a trade asset at the deadline this year. Now he's not. Um, yeah. It, that's it's probably worst case scenario. It'd be like if if Lindor had that occur right now, because then you're all of a sudden like, okay, we lose his second to last season. We can't trade him uh, for any value, hardly at all, or extremely diminished value before the season begins. And once the season starts, uh, value diminishes even more. Ugh. And that's the situation for the Mets. Really bad. Rob Manford has came out and said that he has hopes that the season will resume in May. I have hopes that I am going to win the lottery. Um, I don't actually buy lottery tickets, but there's the same chance of, of me winning the lottery without buying a ticket as there is of baseball occurring in May. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, I think they've finally gotten to the point where they admit that it's not going to be a traditional length season. To me, the real question comes down to... Are we looking at a 95-length season or a 94-length season? Um, even if they shift the schedule um, heavily, it, it's going to be very hard to get these games in late in the year, unless it's going to be something where you're going to have like 
four teams hanging out in like Milwaukee, let's say, because Milwaukee has a dome. And basically during the day, one set plays or maybe an early morning game and then an evening game. And then that way uh, they would play for a few days. So no one has to travel. So you're cutting out a travel day as well. It's basically you pull a group of teams. They hang out in one city and play around the dome because ticket sales don't drive baseball anymore. It's about that TV contract, that TV revenue, that TV money. That is the important thing. And that is what I think we will see when the season does resume because everything's going to be about getting as many games on TV as possible. Um, that is where the money uh, is made. I mean, there's just no other way to put it. Uh, over on the Athletic, they talked about that uh, Forbes thinks they had a whole article about what to do about the draft. Uh, it almost sounds like no matter what, it's not going to be the 40-rounder this year. I saw in the same article they talked about a two- to three-round draft. That still seems impossible. I mean, maybe you could do a 10-rounder um, if you're really going to cut down. I think 15 makes the most sense, honestly, if you want to cut back. Um, but I thought it was interesting that according to Forbes, the delayed start of the year is going to cost Major League Baseball about $10.7 billion. I mean, that's that's a lot. There's no other way around it. And that uh, the bonuses for all of amateur players come to be about $400 million. So it makes sense to cut that. Okay, wait, go back to the first number, $10.7 billion. If we cut out the draft, then they would only lose $10.3 billion. Like, the, the draft isn't the big part of this. The, the draft, yes, it saves them money. But when you're talking about, you know, $11 billion, is $400 million really worth the loss? I, I, you know, I wrote that article. I talked about it. All these kids who are already prepared and planning and ready to be drafted. Uh, international players, especially from poor countries who had deals done already. Those deals were already in place. We knew who was signing where already. And now we're saying, mm, just wait another year and then you'll get your money. I know you're from a really poor area, but yeah, it'll be fine. Um, so we can save money. Like It's just, it's not a good look. Um, and again, and I want to get into some of the stuff that is in this article from uh, Rosenthal and Stark. Uh, I think there's some good things in here. We'll, uh, we'll take a quick break and then we'll kind of dig into this. I do think it's interesting. Basically, it sounds like most what you're seeing here is a lot of people feeling like what I feel like and that it's just the owners are the ones who think that it makes more sense to cancel the season. Okay, all week in the last few two weeks, I've been talking about Withings. Withings is our fantastic sponsor of the show. Withings had the first smart scale, and they are the best smart scale. They are rated that by Tom's Guide as the top smart scale of 2020. When you need to lose weight, willpower is key. And Withings Smart Scale, the Body Plus Smart Scale in particular, is going to be there to help you every step of the way. This is a smart scale that syncs up with your phone through the free app either in android or in ios and what happens is because it's or in it's through android or ios which i already said but it can use your bluetooth or your wi-fi so you don't have to have it with you you don't have to have it on you at all times it'll just automatically sync most scales are just bluetooth enabled but the withings body plus has that all important wi-fi edition Remember, this scale isn't just going to tell you your weight. It's going to tell you your composition, your trends, even give you the local weather. It can have eight different users. Everyone in the house can have their own profile. Here's the deal. This really cool product, you can get 25% off right now. We're all staying inside. We all need to exercise. We all need to keep track of our weight. Now is the perfect time to get a Withings Body Plus. Uh, you don't want to come out of this uh, 
uh, self-quarantine social distancing with you know 15 extra pounds you need to make sure that you're keeping your weight well exercising finding things to do go get the withings body plus right now at withings.com w-i-t-h-i-n-g-s dot com slash mlb to get 25 percent off the body plus body composition scale that's w-i-t-h-i-n-g-s dot com slash mlb to get 25 percent off the body plus body composition scale go do it okay so now let's get back into the meat of this discussion which i thought was interesting and again i'm just going to point out remember they're claiming that you know forbes is saying 10.7 billion which again ton of money i understand um most of it again goes back to those tv deals and that's why i think it's going to be rushed to get as many games on tv as possible like that's what's going to be what they're going to try to do i still think they could make something more you could make a lot of money off the draft right now the draft runs on mlb network um whatever that means they own the rights to it make a mini bidding war tv is desperate for sporting events uh, you could make a bidding war arise right now, even for the MLB draft. It, it would be something relating to sports that's on. You could easily do it with social distancing. The entire third day of the draft is already done by a conference call. Um, cut out a lot of the fat that's on the, the TV broadcast. If you are someone like me who watches it, you got Harold Reynolds, who clearly has never heard of any of the players before the draft, who just talks out his backside, providing no good or relevant information. Um you know, comparing guys to Hall of Famers, talking about high school kids are going to be there in like a year or two. Uh, he just, he, I, it's he's a disaster. I, I don't necessarily love what Dan O'Dow does up there either. I don't quite get it. But guys, like, well, John Manuel can't do it anymore because he's no longer a baseball America. He's with the Twins. Jim Callis, Jonathan Mayo, those guys are great. What Carlos Colazzo and J.J. Cooper do at Baseball America, that's great. Let's have the real experts on there. Let's have people who know what they're talking about. And they don't have to be there. You can easily zoom up this or you know make it work where people are in different spots they don't have to be together everything can be called in you can safely do the draft you can have the highlights popping up you can do uh like i said do zoom interviews with the kids at their homes talking with them about the moment this can be done and it can be done where you sell those rights you make money off those rights you keep some eyes on baseball and you have some kind of revenue stream in a time where right now you have no revenue stream uh, I think that is the way to go. Some revenue is better than no revenue. I know people complain like, oh, but, you know, they barely had a chance to scout. Are they going to trust old scouting videos and, and lack of knowledge? I'm like, there are teams who don't seem to use this year. Like, there are teams like the Washington Nationals and the Cleveland Indians who historically take guys who have rough junior years that seem to care more about the previous four years and take that sliding talent. Their focus isn't on now. Uh, it's not what they did. Over the, the Indians almost never take someone who got hot in the last two months of the draft season. The Indians probably already know who they're going to draft right now. Like uh, that, They are all about kind of the whole of it and not about what just occurs late. So for a lot of teams, it, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. We know who the guys are at the top. They know who they like. You know, Again, this is a Cleveland Indian-centric podcast, so the Indians in particular Last year, almost every single guy they drafted didn't have the best junior year. They were all right, but where they excelled was the Cape. That's when the Indians did their scouting. They probably already know who they would like to get in those rounds, like, 2 to 10. Like, we have seen what they've done. We know how they operate. What happens now is probably of less importance than what was happening in July. So, you know, that's just one example. But the other point to make at the end of the day is, okay, so... 
you have limited opportunities to scout so that you have less of a success, chance of success with a pick that you have now. But if you don't have that pick, you have 0% chance of success. So less success or zero. I, I think it's an easy choice, right? You know, it's better to have some chance that you're going to to succeed than have a 0% chance. If you're like, well, man, the Tigers had the number one overall pick, uh, next year they may not have it. Well, even if they combine the two drafts together, it could be a percentage. The, uh, the Tigers went out and just spent a lot of money in free agency. What happens if they combine the last two years' data and all of a sudden the Tigers are picking, uh, let's say the Tigers end up being close to 500 this year. Not likely, but I mean, I could see a road to it. Um, or even if they win like 70 games, like that's a huge improvement over where they were. All of a sudden they could have gone from having the first overall pick and a chance at someone like Spencer Torkelson, who you know, was lighting the world on fire before the draft, and picking something like six next year. Like that's, that could, and yes, it would be a combination of two drafts, but Spencer Torkelson isn't going to be there at six next year. Um, what about all the juniors who are all of a sudden now the age of seniors and will have to sign for less because of senior signs? Uh, it, it's just an ugly, bad situation. So it's best to have the draft. And I think, again, I'm going to now go to this article uh, by over on The Athletic with uh, Rosenthal and Stark. Uh, I thought this was interesting. Um, I, I, one executive says it's important to maintain its annual influx of fresh talent and the showcase type events. Give teams one last look for high school players could be organized quickly if health conditions allow. We're not going to have an opportunity to dot the I's across the T's, one executive said. But we've got a lot of information. We've seen these guys play. We know who the top players are. We just want to get them in our system. Um, the players say that it can be reworked and they can ease the financial burdens. And baseball might have to, and considering baseball might have the national sports focus all to itself, even if it holds an abbreviated draft. And that, again, there is nothing. Take advantage of this vacuum. You know, turn your lemons into lemonade. Look on the bright side of life. Let this jump out there and make it a big deal. Make it a sporting event you can sell. Uh, the talk of deferred bonuses uh, would make some sense as well. Uh, I still, the two to three round thing would just kind of blow up draft pools and make that so hard to figure out. I do think a 10 to 12 round draft just makes the most sense because teams often save money in those first 10 rounds and then get someone in the 11th or 12th. And it would just work out. And again, what's better if you look at the Tigers? That they get Spencer Torgelson now. And if they're really the worst team in baseball again, that next year they get Kumar Rocker. Or that next year they have the first overall pick and they just get Rocker. Like, that's what we're looking at. So even if you're, like, a fan of one of the worst teams, uh, get one good player or you get two. Uh, For the people running it, this is just less talent. Uh, you can now trade players. Players do get traded often, a lot more often now, uh, especially since you can. But we're seeing that get sped up when players get traded. Uh, so you're going to handicap uh, some teams, not give them as many trade assets, especially teams that don't have as much to trade at the deadline. So that hurts them. I, the owners are the only one who benefits. And that's just what I constantly come back to. It's like billionaires can hurt for a little bit. Like they'll be okay. I mean, the city's hurt for a bit when they built them, you know, $100 million stadiums. So swallow it, you know. It's a tough pill, but uh, I don't see why us as fans get hosed because, especially if you're an Indians fan, like draft picks are the lifeblood of the Indians. That's just the truth of it. They can't sign free agents. They have to draft and develop. So us as fans get hosed. All these kids get hosed. Um, 
the Players Association gets hosed because it's less members coming in. Um, managers don't have as many trade assets, and they aren't bringing in talent, which means there's going to be gaps in the farm system, so that's an issue. So the only person benefiting is the owner. And when that is the case, I just don't have any uh, sympathy for billionaire owners of sports teams who are given free stadiums pretty universally and whose investments uh, in a sports team always quadruple um, or more than that. Uh, should we real quickly let's if you're curious about how these investments have gone let's bring up uh, what the Indians were how much the Dolans paid for the Indians and what Forbes has the mat right now okay so I went and looked it up Dolan bought the Indians in 1999 for 320 million dollars okay 320 million in 1999 uh, it's, it's a good amount of money yeah well, um, as of last year, because uh, last April is when they last did it, and every year the value goes up, the Indians were, uh, according to Forbes, valued at $1.2 billion. So in 20 years, the Indians' uh, value went up a $1 billion, basically. Um, just a little bit shy, if you want to argue, yes, $900 million. Uh, still not bad in uh, turnaround for a, a 20-year investment not to mention the amount of money they make every year. So yes, it, it, and this is the Cleveland Indians. It's not a huge market team. Um, they are making money every year. That is a guarantee for the Dolans as well. They're not losing money on the Indians. So when you look at this, I don't think the owners, uh, the, the owners are fine. Uh, yeah, it might be a little uncomfortable, but uh, they, they can get through this. Uh, I'm more worried about the the poor um, Latin American kid who was expecting to get a $100,000 signing bonus um, maybe took out loans and isn't going to be able to pay them back now because that money isn't coming even though it was promised and deals were not signed because that's illegal. But deals are set up and everyone knows they're going to occur. And, you know, maybe it's not the right mindset, but what about the high school kid who knew he was going to be a high enough round pick, had already talked with scouts because that stuff is already happening. And maybe didn't put forth his best effort this year and wouldn't even be eligible if he reported to college in a year now. Yeah, that's his fault to a degree. But also, I mean, if he kind of had a deal in place uh, or he knew he wasn't going to go to school, um, there's a lot of us who wouldn't do the work if we didn't need to. I just think that canceling draft is more hassle than it's worth. Um, yes, $400 million is a lot of money. But I think you could get a good chunk of it back. Maybe not all of it. But again, don't put it on an MLB network. Sit there and have an auction for it. ESPN, you know, Disney, ABC, NBC, CBS. I understand ESPN, ABC, and Disney are all owned, all owned by the same company. But, but the networks would bid on this. They're desperate for anything sports at this point. If you told them, instead of trying to push for baseball to be back in May, push the draft up to May. Um, and again, yes, it stinks for teams that don't get that opportunity, but there's so much data. And again, two high draft picks is better than one. I think we can all agree there. I thank you all for listening to me, uh, again, go off on the draft. Uh, but I, I think they're missing a golden opportunity right now. I really do. I wish there was more forward thinking in the front off and in at people at the top of baseball same way you know it's like you look at all the other sports leagues and they've done some interesting things with like drafting teams and things at all-star games and skills competitions and the the mlb all-star game has been kind of like the same since i was a kid like the mlb is not very forward thinking and that's 
kind of the problem with the MLB and gotten us the situation where they can't market their stars and they don't know what to do and they're not taking advantage of a situation that is open for them to take advantage of and to push their product when people are desperate for any content. NFL is keeping theirs on schedule and they're going to donate all the proceeds, I think I saw today, or a good percentage of it to, to COVID-based um, charities and things, and that's fantastic. And that does make it a little bit harder because the MLB has the draft and they wanted to, we're going to donate to COVID charities. Well, you could say, we're going to donate anything additional to COVID charities, you know, because they are lost so much money already that they could just say that it's going to help make up for that loss. But whatever. They could sell it. They could make it work. I'll stop belaboring my point. I want to thank you all for listening, subscribing, rating, reviewing, downloading the daily list and all of its fantastic. Our numbers are, again, pushing upwards. We'll have some fun um, with geotags later this week. We'll get back into that as people enjoy that. Uh, I'm waiting until Friday when the official full version of Baseball Mogul comes out to start simming. So Monday's show, we'll have kind of our first sim. Maybe I'll do it live. Maybe I'll do a live podcast with the sim occurring uh, in the background as I sim on one computer, record on the other. Uh, we'll try it out. Uh, if you'd be intrigued by that, let me know. Sometimes I feel like I'm, I'm talking in the void, so please uh, email me at jeffmlbdraft uh, at gmail.com or hit me up on Twitter, let me know. Um, mailbag, I can still use more, things like that. I, I do often sometimes feel like a madman in here as I hold these rants to myself alone and <laughs> don't always hear back from people. So, Again, uh, all of you, each and every one, I appreciate you. And thank you for listening during these hard times. I hope I have brought you some degree of relief um, during the stress that we are all going under. I have been Jeff Ellis. You have been fantastic. This has been the Lockdown Indians podcast. Remember, you can tell your smart devices to play Lockdown Indians and it will just start playing as if by magic. And as always, go Tribe.